welcome to swapping joysticks. I had a joke um, and I've forgotten it, which is a oh, pity. That's a shame, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, my, I'm Biggest Bennett, otherwise known as Ben Ostwick to the government. And I am joined, as always, by him indoors. I'm going to say that because he never leaves the house. It's Ed Nightingale. How dare. When was the last time you left the house? Today, at lunch. For longer than an hour. Monday. We went shopping. Monday, we went shopping. Okay. That's true. How often do you leave the house for longer than an hour? Not that often, but who cares? Yeah. Outside is horrible. Outside is expensive. It's cold and it's full of people. Yeah, that's true. Especially people around here. <laughs> Not the nicest. Yourself. Well, <laughs> um, I said you're just jealous. You need to go to work twice a week. I, I not this week because there's a train strike, so I didn't go today. Um, but well, I was working from home, which is very very nice. You did go yesterday, though. You had a nice day. I did. Yeah, we went out and I did a. So I met somebody who ran an ultra marathon in the metaverse. Like the in what? V in VR. The what? VR. The what? The metaverse. What's that? VR. Fake money. But it's. it's it's, it's VR. No, no, it's, it can be VR, but it doesn't have to be VR. It can also be in a browser, which I'm not quite... Co I'm still not sure what the difference is between the metaverse and the internet. Yeah, I will get there eventually, though. The metaverse and the internet? Yeah. Because they're like... Well, the metaverse relies on the internet. But then they say, well, so the metaverse isn't just VR, because you can also access it like on your phone or a browser. But I'm like, but that's the internet. It's just a collection of things but apparently, online. Yeah, met, the Fortnite is the metaverse. No, Fortnite's a game, isn't it? Is is So Fortnite's the metaverse. Is Minecraft a metaverse? It's like things within things online, basically. I've seen things I mean, inside things online before, but I don't wow. think that was the metaverse. <laughs> it was something, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it definitely wasn't verse. I mean, it's bullshit is what it is. Well, it's the future. But if they're giving you donations, then great. Yeah. It's like a gateway, like Facebook. Wait, Facebook is a metaverse? Hence meta. X hamster is a metaverse. What's that? Is that the kinky thing? Um, knowing he's all that, yes, it's kinky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it like, uh, what's the sniffles? Sniffles, was that what people were talking about earlier? You tell me. I don't know. Was it called sniffles? Sniffies? Or sniffles? No, sniffles is when you got a cold. Um, Sniffies. Apparently, Sniffies. Is, apparently, Sniffies is an app where people meet for hookups. But why is it called Sniffies? Well, because you sniff each other, I guess. Like a dog. I Literally, suppose. like you like two dogs in the park sniffing each other's asses. <laughs> no wonder Justin likes that. Ah, <laughs> uh. I, I, I am presuming. I'm presuming. Can I just say, by the way, Liz, with a great story here, my ex tried to send me a kiss at the end of a text once and it auto-corrected to ex-hamster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sniffies is a metaverse, apparently. Sure. Yeah, is Grinder a metaverse? Because you experience things inside there, I imagine. Metaverse will just... Uh, the the Grinder metaverse, imagine that kind of in VR, going around being like, nobody here has a head. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> It's <laughs> it's literally a load of avatars, but they're just all torsos. It's just floating torsos. Floating torsos. I mean, to be honest, I'm down for that. 
<laughs> Metaverse will just end up being a place where your nan takes shady personality tests, your racist co-worker spills racism, and your mum posts pictures with too many hashtags, but in VR. Very true. Yeah. Facebook. I'm looking for, I want to try it out. Um, I want to buy Ishrak. Here's my favourite boomers. Literally, the way we're talking, it, it feels <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I, I need to, I'm going to, you know what, maybe that could be my task for the next week is go and work out what VR chat is on uh, the Oculus Quest. I wonder what VR chat is. Apparently that's Metaverse. I guess so. Oh yeah. That's what they did the uh, marathon in, I believe. Like they built a but world. they did it in VR chat. Yeah, I think they built the word a world in Unity or something like that. I don't know. What are we allowed to know the, the name of the person that did this so people can Google? Uh, no. Okay. Well, you can, but I'll tell you tomorrow because there's a video being made. Oh. And I might be in this video. <gasps> You're in a video. Potentially, yeah. Oh God. Uh, was Habbo? Oh my God, Habbo Hotel. Habbo Hotel was not a metaverse. Habbo Hotel was a place for paedophiles. Uh, that's all it was. Honestly, it was what? the worst. Have you, do you know Habbo Hotel? It's I like a chat, remember it. a chat room, but people could just walk around and talk, and it was just filled with like the worst, yeah, awful people on there. I was on there going like as a kid, obviously, and going, oh, these these people are a bit shady. They're paying three pounds for a chair in the game. Wait a minute, that Habbo, Ho Habbo Hotel. <laughs> Habbo Hotel was like, they had NFTs before NFTs because you could buy chairs that didn't mean anything. You just put them in your room. I used to spend all my phone credit to get furniture, says Liz. Yeah. Herbalife. Uh, I mean, Herbalife is a cult. What's Herbalife? Oh, they took over. Why do we not know about any of these things? I feel like these are the things. I feel like Herbalife is kind of, is like, um, oh, it's like Scientology, but for kind of hippies. Okay. It's pretty much that. They they had a Herbalife um, gathering at Bar in Barcelona once, and the people, I mean, they were all very fit and healthy. It was quite nice, but they were, yeah, they were weird. Like, people obsessed with Herbalife. People in chat saying MLM. What the fuck is MLM? I thought it was men loving men. Milm? It's a marketing. Milm. Multi-level marketing. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard that before. Don't get down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Multi-level marketing, multi-level marketing, multi-level marketing, multi-level marketing. There you go. Wow. So <laughs> I'm not in the know, apparently. At least says it's a pyramid scheme for gym girls, apparently. Uh... Oh, I know what Avon is. My mum used to work at Avon. Did she? Yeah, she wasn't an Avon lady, though. She just did admin in the office. Will, would she like Herbalife, do you think? No. Oh. I... Yeah, Amway. Is Amway a bit like Am... Oh my god, Liz, of course. Of course. Because Liv and I grew up... Uh, Liz and I grew up in the same town. And your, your and parents... There is, an, there is an Avon office there. <laughs> oh, wow, they could have been colleagues. <laughs> Maybe they knew each other. What a world. Maybe. Maybe mm. our mums did know each other. Yeah. I, yeah, MLM, is that a US phrase? I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, maybe it is. I don't know. I thought it was like man loving man. I thought <laughs> well, you was... would think of porn, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I didn't say porn. I just thought this was kind of a, you know, this kind of you know, man loving man, you know, it's, it's themes in something. Themes. She worked in the factory. Fact factory. Oh. Factory. Factory. But yeah, so your mum coerced all the poor women. Yeah, bankrupted all those poor women. 
It is also MLM WLM. Is that man loving man and woman loving man, or is that world level marketing or something? MSM. Seeking, yes. MSM. Man seeking man. Oh. I think that was like pick, to, pick for pick. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking MSN. What's <laughs> that? Like, that's that's man seeking. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, well, this is a. Well, that was a nice detail. <laughs> welcome to Swap and Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA plus uh, gaming and streaming content. Apparently, ASL, um, thirty, early thirties. Uh, yes, please, and my house. Did you ever used to do that? No, because everyone did that. I thought they were really funny. Everybody was correct. No. <laughs> oh, America. It's like on. Has you noticed that everybody? Well, everybody in the English-speaking country in the world, I guess, has a Eurovision Song Contest button on their keyboard. Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> it's escape, which is what I would like to do right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look, look in the top left corner. The uh, the Eurovision Song Contest uh, button. <laughs> That's what Swears will refer to it as, anyway. Ah, oh, but yeah. So how? So yeah, I went on a tour. <laughs> the way Ed leaned in, well, yeah. I was like, which button? And I was like, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when I went on that tour, um, and that was that was fun, but I was drained. I was so tired. And then I read a chapter of a book I'm reading, which I love. And it was 54 minutes, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to read that. And I did until gone one. Good. But you were, you were having a good snore next to me. Just the odd little elbow in the back when you got a little bit too loud. Yeah, you didn't realise. It was great. How rude. But I'm, yeah, I'm reading a book called Assassin's Apprentice by not Robin Gibb. You keep doing this wrong. It's not Robin Gibb. What's his name? Because he's in the Bee Gees. Yeah, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, Robin Hobb. That's it. Robin Hobb. <laughs> Robin Williams. Robin <laughs> Batman. No. Hobb. Hobb, Hobb, Hobb. <laughs> That's the one. I. It's brilliant. You're prompting me to get the whole trilogy. If I don't like, I'm blaming you, says Justin. It is fantastic. It is a really, really good um, book. I mean, I've only read the first two chapters. I'm a little bit scarred from, from something that happened. Uh, oh, no. But I'm looking forward to reading Oh, no, more. now I'm worried from what you've already said. Yeah, you should be. Oh, no. Mm. I haven't read them yet, but I will do once you're finished. Yeah. It's what, you, once I'm finished it's what you're what expecting. Oh, no. Now yeah. you've just ruined it. Yeah. But it makes you hate somebody, which is good. It evokes that. To be fair, that also happens in the book that I'm reading. Oh, well. Yeah. Can we stop doing that <laughs> in books, please? Yeah. I want to read the whole trilogy. Was it an assassination? It was. It was an assassination of a non-human character, um, which was a bit awful. But no, I just really enjoy it because it's really well written. I mean, we've all read, well, most of us have read all you know, the kind of young adult fiction that you can think of, especially you know, the wizarding stuff. And like, you know, occasionally listen to the audiobook of that kind of just help fall asleep. But it's, I don't know if he's young adult, maybe it counts as, but it's just, it's very, very well written, but it's not pretentious kind of just stuffing loads of words that you've never heard of. And then saying like, yeah, this is for adults because we've put a load of words in that you've never heard of that 
are archaic, like Game of Thrones, for example. It's just, it's a game, it's a book that, yeah, it's really just well, really well written, but without using completely obscure language, which I like. Uh, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it is very smartly written and uh, money is so exacted. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing like a chapter a night and each chapter is about, well, so far it's there've been 40 to 50, 45 to 50 minutes. And that's just a, such a good, like amount of time and pages to read to get like a whole kind of chunk of a story. It's like an episode of a TV show. You know, you, you get a good chunk of the story and then, you know, go to bed. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a very, very interesting book. And it's, at the moment it's set out, it's a fantasy, I haven't even explained what it is. I was going to say, like, I, so I haven't read any of them, but mm. I've heard such good things that I'm thinking, right, I want to get involved in these and, and read this full series. What is the elevator pitch on the story? What well, we I've only read it. I've, please, uh, I don't want anyone to tell me because I'm going into this completely, like, having no idea whatsoever. But my, from what I'm, I'm in, in my head, it's a bit, the world is a little bit set out like The Witcher, that kind of era. Interesting. Um, and, but instead of you being this kind of outcast, well, you are a little bit, you are the son of a prince or of a king or of a duchy um who's then gone but i won't spoil the first chapter but yeah so you are like the bastard child of someone but i i feel like you might have i feel like you might have a some kind of superpower so i think there are some kind of special powers in there um based on a couple of things that have happened so i'm i'm just i'm going in with not knowing anything and i don't look at the chat in case someone's talking about what it what it becomes but no, no 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 one is spoiling okay because I'm, yeah, it's just a really intelligent and subtle book so far. And I want to see where it goes. Good. And I will also read it. Mm. Brilliant. And then there's probably 17 books. So the first, 17? Yeah, so this is a trilogy. Then there are other series as well in it. Oh, wow. Mm. That's a lot of time, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the Witcher era. Yeah, the Witcher era is kind of medieval, advanced medieval times advanced medieval yeah sure. the, the, the medieval but they're not like eating from the floor <laughs> they're not skinning cats in the street to get by have you played the witcher yeah. i'm pretty sure there are peasants skinning cats on the floor but there's also some part of society that's kind of you know, civilized. Oh my god! <laughs> right after this, can you go and Google the difference between high fantasy and low fantasy, please? Oh god, you sound like isn't that what you just said to your parents? Yes, and I put them in their fucking place. <laughs> it's more. Let's say it's more. Oh, I don't know. Would it be more Lord of the Rings or more Game of Thrones? I think more Game of Thrones. Well, if you said Witcher, then it sounds like low fantasy to me. Well, it's highbrow low fantasy. <sighs> Yeah, more Game of Thrones. You are the worst person for explaining things. Well, it's a good job we don't have a podcast talking about explaining games. At least we've got somebody here who does very, you know, generic writing. Oh! <laughs> oh! Who will, well, you can follow the format and explain uh, all about don't the games you you've been me after my day. Thank you very much. How's your day been, Ed? <laughs> Look, I might be on my third edit of a review, but fuck you. <laughs> See, I like, you know, 
I like it when people attack me a little bit because then I go and fight back with like a big punch. People poke me and then, yeah, fight back with a punch. Ah, no one. Wouldn't dream, even especially with those uh, grey joggers. Let's not talk about the grey joggers, please. Well, let's talk about your day instead. How's your day been? No, let's not. Um, it's been fine. Um, but, well, I'm writing a review of a game that I've played this week. So maybe we should talk about what we've played this week. What? There's your segue. What have you been playing this week? Well, last week, we... After the podcast, watch the Xbox Developer Direct. Oh my god, yeah, we haven't done a podcast since then. No. Uh, that was a whole week ago, already. Um, and they only showed, like, what, five games? But one of them um, is the latest game from Tango Gameworks, who made Ghost of... No. Ghost of Tokyo. Ghost, what, <laughs> Ghost Tokyo. Ghost of Tokyo. Um, and they also made The Evil Within, and they're very much known for the horror games. And they have made a brand new game called Hi-Fi Rush. Ooh, is it related to Gravity Rush? No. It is brand new. Ian Rush? Um, It's on Xbox and Steam. It's on Game Pass. You can go and play it straight away. Um, And it's really, really fucking good. Um, Spoiler alert for the review. Spoiler alert for the review, indeed. Um, You play as this young guy called Chai, as in the T... And um, he he goes into this company that is this like tech company, and at the very beginning, and essentially gets fused with a music player iPod, um, a bit like Iron Man, but it's a music player, which means he's got the music inside of him. iPod um, man, iPod man, and the game is essentially like a very silly Devil May Cry, but set to music. So it is a character action game in your Devil May Cry, Bayonetta kind of vibe. Um, But everything in the game is to do with, oh my God, Chipod. That's genius. You need to put that as the... (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Justin, you can... uh, You should charge for that. Um, It's like a strap. Chipod. Maybe. Mm. We'll see. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, it plays out like a character action game. Um, so it's essentially kind of like a beat em up, but everything is in time to the music. So all of your attacks, your dodges, your parries, everything is in time with the background music. Um, the whole world kind of bobs and sways in time with the music. There is a metronome at the bottom if you, if you feel like you need it. Um, but it's just this, this world of music and there have been quite a few games that have fused rhythm gameplay with other genres. So whether that's Crypt of the Necrodancer or Metal Hellsinger or um, other bits and pieces, uh, other, other, other games. But a lot of them, I find either it's too loose. Like, remember we played um, um, No Straight Roads? Yes. And this is almost similar. This, this is what No Straight Roads was trying to be. And for me, No Straight Roads was a little bit too loose because your actions weren't quite in time with the music enough. But then you get other games where it's really restrictive and everything is exactly to the beat and it's just bam, bam, bam constantly and and you don't quite have enough freedom. And for me, this is a really, really nice balance where you can run around and jump and attack and you've got freedom of movement in this big 3D space, uh, but everything is to the beat. So all of your your runs, attacks, everything. So it's just 
the result of that is that it just feels really empowering um, because it feels like you are reacting to the music and also then the game is reacting to you. So every attack has different sound effects or hand claps and cheers and guitar wails. So it sort of feels like you're improvising in music over the top of the background music. Um, and then it's got big like pow and bam and all the sort of cartoony effects to it. Um, so there's just really good, it's a really good feel to the combat and there's really good reaction um, that just makes you feel like some sort of music god as you go through it, which is just really, really fun to play. Um, the story is kind of a load of shit, um, but fine. It, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Um, and the the graphics are this kind of really cool animated cartoon style, um, which looks so slick. Um, um, incredible cutscenes. Um, are there guns? There are not guns. Um, he obviously uses a, um, a guitar made of metal scraps because of course he fucking does. So you're basically going around like, hitting people with a guitar. Um, it's really goofy and really silly. Chai is a complete himbo. Um, sort of likeable, gets a little bit annoying towards the end. Um, He's, yeah, he looks like a clean-shaven you, to be honest. Wow. Let's let's hit the elephant in the room. I wouldn't say that much, but thanks. Yeah. Um, like, the rest of the characters are all a little bit stereotyped, but it's kind of, it's sort of meant to be. It's literally like a Saturday morning cartoon. So um, it kind of plays out like that. It's a little bit childish, but in a really fun way. And I feel like they're really leaning into that um, with like the story, but also the aesthetic with being a cartoony, but also with the music. Um, The music is mostly original tracks, which have a sort of soft rock kind of vibe to them, um, which is really good music. And it doesn't get boring, even though it repeats constantly um, for you to sort of fight with. But then there are licensed tracks, which are by... Nine Inch Nails and um, the Black Keys, the Prodigy, um, the Joy Smack Formidable. Smack my bitch up. Is it, did they have it's that not song? Smack My Bitch Up. Oh. Although that would have been fucking incredible if suddenly that dropped in the middle of it. I would love that. Mm. Um, most of those license tracks are used in boss battles or for sort of key points, um, which is really, really well done. But they're all kind of like mid noughties rock songs. And the graphics have this kind of cell shaded noughties vibe to me as well which to me it really reminds me of beautiful joe which um was partly created by shinji mikami who is the head of tango gameworks um so it all links to it all links together um so if you think like beautiful joe and um jet set radio um all those kind of dreamcasty gamecube era games it just has that kind of vibe it's sort of really nostalgic for people like our age um, Speak for yourself. Yeah. You're in your mid thirties. I'm still early thirties. Sure, um, but it's just it's just really fun. Like above everything else, it's just a really really fun game. Didn't it doesn't so, take didn't itself sound to... like that when you were fighting the last boss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the last couple the last couple of bosses are fucking infuriating. Um, but it's because in order to add up the di- sort of increase the difficulty, it really re- relies on call and response in order to parry boss attacks. Um, so, like, the boss kind of does a pattern and then you have to copy it by parrying in order to, to match their attacks. And that becomes really quite complicated and sometimes their attacks and rhythmic patterns aren't telegraphed as clearly as they could be. So sometimes you're sort of just button mashing, hoping that you're parrying. So that can get a little bit annoying, but 
overall, it's just a really fun game. It doesn't take itself too seriously, um, but it's also just really slick and really well done. Mm. Um, like, you can't button mash your way through this. You have to stick to the beat. But, you, um, you but can... then you do that and, like, mm. the head's going and your toe's tapping and you're like, hit, dodge, parry, hit. I love that you can. I love that you can button mash, but like it, he will always hit on the beat. So even if you're button mashing and you've got all the, you know, like you've got all the rhythm of kind of like a ballad dancing hippo, if you're like bashing it, it'll still hit it on the beat. You just get extra bonus points, don't you? If you manage to do it as well. Yeah, that's that's what's great about it is that if you hit exactly on the beat as you're tapping the buttons. Um, then you get bonus damage. But if you're slightly off the beat, the animation still happens on the beat. So the reaction is that you still feel like you're on the beat, even if you're a little bit off, um, which is really nice and just makes it feel more accessible. Um, but in speaking of accessibility options, there are also other options in it that are really good. Like I said, you can have a metronome at the bottom of the screen. Um, you have a little cat that flashes next to you and you can change that in terms of different effects. Um, there's a colorblind mode as well, which is useful. Um, so there's there's lots of good accessibility, which is nice. Question for journalist Ed: Do you think this game would exist without Game Pass? That's from journalist Ishrak. Um, I think it would, but I think that the success of the game is down to Game Pass, um, and that actually comes from from Tango itself. Um, Tango GameWorks is owned by Bethesda. And there was an article actually on IGN, um, another gaming website. Um, I've heard it's not as good as Eurogamer. Of course not. Um, and um, basically, I think when they were sharing the game internally at Bethesda, basically it went viral. Like people were like, oh my God, this demo is, is incredible. Like you all need to go and play it. Um, and they realized how popular that was and thought, you know what? We need, that's how we need to market the game is just to put it out on Game Pass. Um, and it sort of means that people will just give it a go. I mean, it is only about six to eight hours. It's not super long. Um, although I that there is sort of post-game stuff, and I actually have really enjoyed going back and playing it again. Chipod Mini. Chipod Nano. I was thinking, yeah, the other one. Chipod Nano. Classic. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that it I think it would exist without Game Pass. Um, I think it's a bit of a mini experiment for Tango while they probably book Cozwire Tokyo on Xbox and probably work on the Evil Within 3. So it's nice. It's a nice little in-between thing for them. But they can just put it on Game Pass and I think that will increase its success. That's for sure. Hmm. Chipod Touch. <laughs> I mean, there's there's lots of variations. Hmm. So yeah, go, go play Hi-Fi Rush. It is a rush. It's great fun. I yeah. thoroughly recommend it. You've also played a bit of it, so what yeah, did you I think? played two levels of it and loved it. Um, I streamed it with the streamer mode turned off because I was like, nope, I'm experiencing the way, and I haven't had a strike yet. But it was, yeah, it was really enjoyable. And I felt, I, I love a rhythm game. Like I love things like Thumper and Rares and Tetris Effect. So any game that has kind of rhythm and music, like integrated into it, I am all 100 down for. And this. Yeah, I think you just hit nail on the head by describing it as fun. Because mm. no matter what you're doing, you can even be dying. And like, there are certain boss fights that I kind of just, well, I say that there are boss fights. There's two boss fights, and both of them I kind of just sneaked through. I'm playing it on Ben mode, um, and I still managed to just sneak through on those because I didn't feel like I quite mastered their patterns. 
Um, but part of me was going, oh, I kind of want to just replay that boss and try again because it's just a fun game to play. And a game when you don't, we don't really care about dying because it's just so fun to play um, is, is one that's, you know, going to get all the praise from me. And it works similar to other character action games um, in that you collect gears in the world and then you use those to unlock new combos, to increase your health, all those sorts of things. So you, you can use that to really help you get through it. Um, and, and you have um, little extra passive effects, which is sort of like a plectrum that you can slot in um, to, to give you extra powers. So like there are ways of sort of helping um, if, you're, if you're struggling a little bit. Um, and then at the end, it unlocks all the levels as a level select and you can go back and collect everything and all those sorts of things. My one tip, though, um, in regards to that is in your hideout between levels, there is a sort of long, I was going to say gallery, it's not a gallery, it's like it's, a long um, picture. Oh, kind of it's, thing. oh, it's um, a tapestry. It's not a tapestry. Um, but That's it, a long you, picture. You, there are challenges throughout the game that you just get naturally as you accumulate playing the game. Um, and when you complete those challenges, you get gears. <clears throat> Wall painting, that's what it is. Um, and when you complete those challenges, you get gears, and you, but you have to collect them at the wall painting. Because I did that and suddenly realised I had like 100k gears and would, could suddenly level up loads, and I couldn't before. So don't forget to go check the wall painting. Yeah, it's a bit like in... Uh, yeah, there's a few games where you don't do that, or you keep forgetting, like, um, I think it was Pokemon, was it? The Pokedex. Oh my god, I always forget that in the Pokedex. Yeah. When you get certain numbers, you you get extra items, and I always forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that, and you're you're doing a playthrough of The Last of Us on stream, aren't you, kind of? I am. Um, far in there. I will probably finish that next week, so I'll talk about that more then. Hmm. Um, I've also played a little bit more than Blade Chronicles 3, and also played a little bit more Final Fantasy XIV. Hmm. So we're cracking on. We're yeah. getting through. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah, mural. Mural, that's a good word, mm. yes. Nice, well, I've been playing um, kind of like Final Fantasy fourteen. I've been streaming a bit of. I'm going to be playing, yeah, tomorrow I'm hopefully going to be streaming some Dead Space. Um, I'm looking forward to playing some of that because mm. I... I am very excited to see you play that. Really? Well, I hope you'll tune in. Maybe. Um, because, well, as we, we, well, some of us have seen your alien charity stream oh yeah and dead space has a similar kind of vibe to alien isolation just in that it is a sci-fi horror game at the least oh um but it's brilliant it's more resident evil 4 though yeah okay it's resident evil 4 in space sure i'll go for it until the new uh, resident evil 4 remake comes out but apart from that i've not really been playing that much just yet that well i've got final fantasy 14 um i i'm now at like level 25 main story quests uh, I believe, or 20. Is it 20 or 25? I'm not sure. I think it's 25. And unlocked my chocobo. So just progressing through that nicely. And apart from that, I've just been playing a little bit of Fire Emblem Engage here and there. Are you still polishing your ring? Uh, I did polish it last time. And I just... I love the battle system and the combat. And the like the battles, I'm still... Enjoying those, and I'm spending you know a good forty five minutes sometimes in these battles to make sure that all my people are you know are, are saved and none of them get killed because I'm playing with permadeath on there. I'm enjoying it, and that's just adding an extra challenge uh, slightly to me. But the story is just not interesting whatsoever. 
Um, That's a shame. There's no kind of like real desire to get to know people like in Fire Emblem Three Houses. In Fire Emblem Three Houses, I wanted to know all the characters, and as I played through the game, the sixty you know sixty odd hours that I played through with my first uh, with my first playthrough, you really got to know nearly all of them, and especially you could choose the ones. So you could choose the ones that you have in your team, and then you you know you, obviously you get the ones in your house, uh, but you could also recruit the ones that you fancied. I mean, the ones that you wanted on your uh, from the other Definitely houses. Definitely fancy. Yeah, from the, and have them recruited to your. Um, your house so that you had a nice little team there and yeah so then you could kind of mold them into specific uh yeah mold them into specific classes and then just kind of focus on that whereas this i think you can do the same but i mean there's just there's a lot of weird layers to it um that i just i felt like it's a lot it was a lot easier with three houses by just kind of swapping around the weapons that people had and swapping the classes and really training them and knowing what you were doing with it. Um, and like obviously training in the school when you could do classes or you could go for a walk or you could uh, go and do battles. That I, I definitely miss that part because at the moment it's just kind of progress the main story or do you want to go into the home base and kind of wander around? You can talk to people. You can have your meets uh, your meetings with various people if you've upped their friend rank um but like the actual story is boring me to the point where i'm not well i'll only play it just for the battle but if they require me to do more than battling i don't know if i'll have the energy to play more McGrath says there's one character in Engage that I won't name for spoiler reasons that I'm seriously interested in oh there's a lot of very attractive people if that's what we're talking about oh i mean yeah oh, of course there can, are. Have you banged anyone yet? Can you bang people? I'm not sure. You can have a you can cook for them and stuff, but it's yeah. I mean that is a form of love. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> that I'm uh, yeah. I'm just not engaged uh, with it as much as I was three houses, which is so disappointing. I just want another. Are you regretting spending ninety pounds on the special edition version? Mm, no, because I'll probably still enjoy playing the art book look nice yeah the art book was up there and yes it's a it's a pretty game and i'm enjoying playing it but like just the battles not but luckily the battles are the majority the battles were bad and it was the story well actually the story i would probably stuck with but if the battles were bad then i would have just stopped what i'm getting from this is that i would really like to replay three houses yeah i would really <laughs> really like to play a second playthrough well, I think I started a second playthrough for, with Edelgard's house. Mm, that's who I started with. Mm, see, I, start, I started with the Blue Lions. That's who I want to go for. Because mm. he is hot. Yeah. But yeah, three Dimitri? houses. Yeah. Dimitri. I didn't realize you like blonde twinks. Occasionally. Oh. Well, it was... Um, yeah, it's... That is a good... Um, a really good story. Storyline to pick. That's what I really like about it, though, is that it has those branching stories and the fact that you can choose a different house and a different path and it will be a different story mm. for, as you follow that. Whereas from what you've said, Engage is just very linear. Yeah, so far. Mm. But you can also choose like which... It's weird because it's like, do you want to... You can continue with... So I'm level 10, for example, and you can continue with the main story quest that is level 8. Or like its target it's, uh, it says, okay, we want you to be level 8 um, to do this one. So you can do that, or you can choose any of these side quests that have just popped up. 
But as soon as you've done the main quest, then those side quests will disappear. It's just like a skirmish battle um, that is on an area, and they kind of appear and disappear at will. So it's like, do I go for the side quests that are kind of level 13 that are really going to challenge and build up my characters even more? Or do I go along with the main story quest, which is already kind of easy for me based on what level I am? And I don't know. It's And then also like the battlefield, you have to run around and collect items that are on the floor. What I do like is that, so the battle is the typical um, view of like the battle scene, you know, the typical fire emblem kind of top down, top down. But at the end of a battle, you can run around it, um, but you run around it in full kind of 3D, third person 3D. And it doesn't quite it doesn't quite match the exact grid of what it was, but it's kind of like the rough layabout, uh, rough um, layabout, not layabout. layout, layout, that's what I'm thinking of, rough layout of what you were, of where you were battling it. So I kind of like that. But yeah, I just think another if another game comes out that really grabs my attention, that's going to get ignored, which is unlike me, I know. That's a shame. Mm. So, McGrath says, if I ever play Three Houses, I'd go Golden Deer, mainly for Claude. The only problem is Golden Deer is a little, is kind of like the boring playthrough. Is it? I don't think so. Well, they just kind of disappear off, don't they? Or maybe it's interesting because you'll find out what actually happens to them. But well, I, think I think most people says, say that that's not the one <clears throat> to pick oh. first. I mean, it, for me, it's less about the story and more, well, at least when I picked it, was less about the story and more about the the characters on your or in your class. So I went with Black Eagles because they have more magic users and I always like the magic users. So that's why I went with them. And Claude seems to have more um, archers, which are, to be fair, super powerful. So you can kind of cheat your way through it that way. And Dimitri seems to be more swords. Swords, swords and horses. Yeah. But you can also recruit people. Also true. And change their classes and stuff. So... All, yeah, playing this is making me think, oh, I really love Three Houses. I don't think I'm ready for another playthrough of it anytime soon. Um, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I will do that. Once I finish Xenoblade, I will do that. So, in a few years then. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't think I've been playing any other games. Hopefully by you know next week I'll have some more to talk about. But, to talk about the news, 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 no, news. let's see what people on Discord oh, have played. Thank you for reminding you me. You always forget this. I always forget the people. <clears throat> right then, uh, we have some good answers this week. Let's start with Brutal Brander. Brander, I actually played a game this week, apart from my smartphone addiction, Cat and Soup. Um, I finally bought and played Unpacking. It was a really cute and calm game, perfect for me. I'd review it, but I think everyone here knows about it and or has played it. Indeed. And if you haven't, where have you been? Yeah, it's a good game. It's a great game. Very good. All right. Uh, Mr. Wibble, the most significant one this week, I almost said sprint, lol, uh, is Force Spoken. Excuse me, that's the tea coming back up. Oh, nice. Force Spoken, wow, you really uh, hate The most significant one this week is Force Spoken. Uh, excited to play it, but the game starts off slow as effectively an interactive movie to establish some background for our protagonist. I'd say the first 90 minutes of the game are mostly a story-driven tutorial. After that, it slowly opens up for the free-roaming parkour action that was in the demo. Also some pretty epic fights at the start. The game very much limits your roaming when you're in a story section though, telling you you've strayed too far from your destination well, and returns you to a spot it thinks you should be instead. It's a bit annoying at first, but I now see it as a welcome distraction. I found that in the stealth section at the beginning, which is terrible. Mm. It's so on rails and is just awful. Stick to the shadows. Yeah, literally. 
Uh, my poor 2600 Super was struggling hard while playing, even in 1080p. I'm not sure if this was just the game or OBS chugging happily alongside it. It does feel like optimizations are missing. I'll keep playing though because I am enjoying the game and am as bold, so you know Mr. Wibble means mm. it. Um, you played some Forspoken, didn't you? I did. Um, did I talk about it last time? I can't remember. I don't think you did. It was... No, I think I did because I just said it was it was fine. It was enjoyable. I know you did talk about it. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't mind-blowing. But, you know, somebody said, you must play this today. I wouldn't hate my time with it. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. That's fair. Cheesy kids. Jeez. This week has been a hectic one. Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Um, with barely any emails coming in for work, it seemed like an opportune time to cross off some games for that ever-growing list. Mood. I've been really enjoying my first playthrough of Bioshock. Yes. One of the best shooters ever. Uh, the City of Rapture is absolutely beautiful, and the lore throughout my playthrough is some of the best I've come across. I'm always pleasantly surprised of how user-friendly the combat system is, yet sucks you in during every battle. Can't wait to see how this one plays out. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Cheesy. So do keep us posted. Because um, there are some twists in that story. I never played it. <gasps> it's underwater, isn't it? Well, the city is, yeah. yeah. Well, you're not it's swimming. Oppressive. That's the point. It's claustrophobic. Yeah, why would you play a game that's claustrophobic? The, oh, you just don't like horror. Um, yeah, exactly. Would you kindly play it, Ben? Uh, I'll play it uh, for a special stream or something. One of the twelve-hour streams. Get the reference. Don't worry. What? There's a reference. Oh. It's a. It's a thing. Don't worry. Oh, I thought you'd been very kind. No. Uh, cheesy. I've also finally started off my Soul series with Elden Ring after the four hundred and eighty-two stories Ed has written about it. Love you really. You are welcome, cheesy. Um, I felt quite lost with it all at the start, assuming there would be an obvious main story to venture off to. No. Uh, and yet I was thrown into a massive open world with many creatures to battle and lose to. It'll take some time getting used to analysing battle moves more, but I look forward to playing it more. Um, cheesy, I'd also like 482, or I have 482 questions for you um, about how you're playing it. So He will judge and say that's I not the way to do no, it. No, 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 I won't judge. It's just everybody plays it differently. So it's really interesting to hear like, what route did you choose and which class and and all that. So let us know. Um, another somewhat underdog to my week has been Hi-Fi Rush. A game that seemingly came out of nowhere with barely any marketing might actually be one of my favourites of all time. It is simply put, one of a kind. The art style is fantastic. The sound design is so perfect. Music to my ears, one might say. And surprisingly, this story, the story is actually good and unique. Certainly will be one of my games of the year so far. Mm. Uh, Mr. Wibble's also been playing Hi-Fi Rush. Great game. It's it's a it is a great game. Debs on this week's game menu. Maybe we should call it game menu. I like that. Like in uh, no, no. It it just gives me Gran Turismo vibes of the car menu. Well, that's the car nerd in you. Um, the demo of Moonstone Island. Ooh, now this looked quite interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a Pokemon card battle thing. It looked quite good. Um, visually a quite appealing game like your typical farming stardew type game but sadly the controls were something I did not like the WASD keys are your usual move walk keys and your arrow keys control your item bar selecting your tools and other items this threw me off so much since in most games the arrow keys are also used for movement also the game has a battle system that made me think of Pokemon you also choose a starting battle companion but with cards battle moves are determined by the stack of cards you have in your inventory I wasn't sure if every battle gave you new cards. I ended up not playing this demo for very long. However, the demo did give you the first in-game week to play. 
I'm tempted mm. to give it a go because it, it looks quite interesting. Isn't the Steam Next Fest coming soon? I think it might be part of that. Oh, so yes. has it started or not really? yet? Or oh. soon? It's coming soon. <clears throat> uh, Final Fantasy XIV, no surprise there. I finished A Realm Reborn, congrats. And the story is going somewhere, I think. It seems I still have quite a few quests before I can actually start Heaven's Ward. Yes, there's always, there's always a lot of quests in between. Still excited to continue this journey. And then also the Power Wash Sim Tomb Raider update, which I played on stream with a friend last night. I literally just been playing that. That's another game I've been playing. I was playing that before this. And you completely podcast. forgot. Totally forgot about it. I mean, it's I've just cleaned about a third of the front of a house. But Power Wash is Power Simulator is an amazing game. It is brilliant. Uh, we cleaned the manor, which is huge, and then progressed to the next level. I won't say what it was yet, since this is still a new release, and people might want to avoid spoilers. Sadly, doing the level in co-op did not unlock the second level for my game. So now, oh my god, that happened to me as well. So now I have to clean the manor again. I had hoped it would unlock the second cleaning stage for me as well. The update does have a reset dirt button for people who have problems when their levels get stuck and you can't complete a certain item on your clean list. Oh, that's good. Uh, and also a run through of Endless Dungeon that was also played on stream with Mr. Wibble and Torn the Boss. Had lots of fun in that one and the game looks very promising. Playing it with friends was a lot more fun than playing it alone. The levels are also more challenging if you play with friends as well. Getting to join a lobby together was still a bit of a problem, so there are still some things for the dev team to work on. Um, I think it's in early access, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jiff in the Void. I have to salute community recommendations here and on stream. I've been playing Pathless, great game, Potion Craft, and finished Strange Horticulture, thanks Jinx, on the Steam Deck. If you haven't played Potion Craft, it's a recipe gathering style game with a bit of precision pathfinding. I believe the other two have been covered here before. Also, my son says Monkey Ball Blitz is not for him and doesn't recommend it. Like Ed, he needs games that reward players who like to always go fast. We need more reviews from the son. We do. Mm. Yes, please. Not the son, but from Jif's son. Or just just people's children. Yes. Like, if you have children, introduce them to video games and, and, and get them to review stuff for us. Review the latest Grand Theft Auto. Mm. And Resident Evil. Oh, Jiff adds, uh, my kid's a world-ranked Geometry Dash player, so flashy games don't seem to bother him at all. Oh. There we go. Mm -hmm. we, we, love, we love an opinionated child. Yes. Got one right here. Oh, dear, dad. <laughs> Just because you're a daddy. <laughs> Hardly. Um, Torn, um, Torn the Boss, Endless Dungeon has been such a treat, and I can't wait for its full release in a few months. I'm still playing World of Warcraft and DVD, as one does. DVD has an event, and World of Warcraft is like a part-time job. But what I've been enjoying is playing Civ 6 and trying to build big cities. My Civ 6 launcher was acting up, but I finally just gave up on it being fixed and bypassed it. It's so nice coming back to a game that you've played for a long time with its infinite replayability. Well, nigh, nigh infinite. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the randomness, much like roguelikes. Nice. Mm. Uh, clues, also Hi-Fi Rush, which I'm sure you will be covering, indeed, and a plethora of roguelikes that aren't worth mentioning. The good thing about roguelikes is that it's good for a drop-in and drop-out for, for a short session. All that got me is a strong hankering for my favourite roguelike, Darkest Dungeon. I have that, and I never played it. Uh, the narrator is the star of the game and just enhances it so much. Won't go into much detail here, as it's an old game, but the game does not play well on controllers. Actually, I have it on PS4, so that's probably why. Uh, it's just too janky, too fiddly and frustrating to do what you want to do on controllers. I might have to give that a go on uh, mouse and keyboard then. 
Uh, Carrie Ann has been playing Dreamlight Valley and started back in The Sims. Sims nice. free now. Uh, Dreamlight Valley, have they got any new updates coming out? I do enjoy that. Oh, there's a there's a headline on that to cool. come. Um, and Dinas has been playing Hades. I really enjoy it. It's very challenging, but it's fun and it feels rewarding whenever you break your previous chamber record. What I like the most is the random upgrades you get that way you have to explore new ways to play. Hmm. Indeed. It says McGrath is typing. I'm like, McGrath is, does McGrath have... I oh. think McGrath might have... Might have something to add. Round looking square in the chat says, any games you guys are looking forward to playing this year? I mean, Zelda. 100 days until Zelda. <laughs> did you see that? I did. One That's 100 days too many. I want it now. 100 days until the you know the current release date for uh, Zelda. Um, yeah, no, my, my top game is Zelda and Final Fantasy 16 are my top two. Um, but there are some really good looking indie games that I really want to play this year as well. Um, sea of Stars is one. Um, which is a sort of um, retro-style JRPG, very Chrono Trigger-esque. Um, so that looks yeah. great. Um, there's The Plucky Squire, um, which is a sort of top-downy adventure game, again, retro-style, but then it's set in a storybook, and you can go out of the storybook into the 3D world around it, which looks really cool. Um, there's a game called Demon School, which is kind of personary... Um, with a with like a horror vibe to it, um, which looks really really cool. Again, sort of JRPG. Not persona. I, I like my JRPGs. What can I say? Yeah. Um. So that looks really cool. Um. Any others from you? Those. Those. Hopefully, uh, well, PSVR two when that comes out. I'm looking yes. forward to all those. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll get some more information on uh, Death Stranding two as well. I mean, that won't be this year. No. Um. Also, yeah, things like there is an Evil Four remake. I'm looking forward to giving that a go. Mmm. Yes. And Silent Hill 2. I need to finish. Yeah, I need to finish both of those. Yeah. The originals. Oh. Trinity is playing Persona 3 at the minute. Mmm. Persona 3. Yes, because it's for the one you hate, isn't it? I don't hate it. He just wrote an article. I just wrote an article that criticised the representation, but I still like the game. Exactly. Much to... Which is not what public perception is. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, McGrath, with the release of the third DLC of the Season Pass, I've been catching up on the post-game of Stranger of Paradise, which is currently just increasing the max level of your jobs before jumping into the Dimensional Rift. You enjoyed um, that game, didn't you? I did enjoy Stranger of Paradise. The story is absolute trash, um, but it's got a great battle system. Sounds it's like really uh, Fire Emblem. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. So maybe it's good. All right, let's go into the news, 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 news. There you go. Beyonce is touring. Do you want to see Beyonce? I've seen Beyonce twice, but I would like to see her again, but I would not like to pay hundreds of pounds for it. Yeah, I've already seen her twice. and I saw her in Destiny's Child. So mm. old I am. Wow. Um, it's it, She was fine. I'm not a massive fan of her music, to be honest. I know it's not. See, the first time I saw her was after Thor. Um, for what? Her album for. Um, which was like one of the best gigs. And me and my friend pushed our way towards the front. So we were only like like a handful of people from the front. And she just played all the, all the hits. Mm. It was so good. And then I saw her again after Beyonce. Um, what? The album. Okay. And... Um, and again, I, I went with a group of friends and we queued all day because we had standing tickets. And then because I'm so bloody short, 
I got stuck behind people and couldn't see a thing and and just spent the entire time watching a screen and just thought this was pointless. So I'd much rather have Well, if you go with me, I'll lift like you up. Man. Yeah. No, I don't I don't I like the one album, the one with the If I Were a Boy album. Is that B-Day? <laughs> no, it was the one after that. B-Day. It's the one after B-Day. Um, I but yeah. what it's called. That one was... Uh, I liked that See, album. I hate that song. If mm. I Were a Boy, I'm like... Let's I am not get, That's the one. Let's not get into fucking gender stereotypes. And also, it's a boring ballad. I've got no interest oh, I don't in care song. about the meaning behind it. Who, who cares about that? I like it. It's a nice song. No, I find it really dull. And she's got the correct grammar as well, you know. If I were a boy, that is correct. Not if I was a boy. Uh, like, if I was a rich man... No, if I were a rich man. Is it if I were or if I... What does she if sing? If I were a rich man. That's good. Okay, that's good English. It's, um... No, but I like well, the... Well, actually, al- I think the original is that, and she might sing, like, if I was. Ugh. But it's, um... I like the album. Most of the songs on there were good, and I remember it being just a really cool time because that... Listen, is it Listen from there? Listen to the song here oh. in my heart. That was... Um, well, technically, that's Dream Girls, but sure. It was around about that time, though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, and I remember her performing that on The X Factor with Alexandra Burke. And, oh, oh, my God. Oh. That's like the greatest TV moment. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> that was so But good. that was great. And then it, she's kind of gone downhill since. I, I, what's the song from the new album? Alien Superstar. Uh, it's all right, actually. I, that is an absolute bop. But the other one, that That's the main one, what was the first one that came out? You will be my thing. You will be my thing. Oh, That's also quite a good song. See? Oh, maybe I would go and see her. <laughs> I think they're on sale tomorrow. We'll have a look how much tickets are. They're going to be really expensive. Up to 175 apparently. Props. Yeah. Anyway, this is gaming news, not music news. Yeah, well, um, Beyonce is Beyonce in a video game? If only. Mm. If only. She go should on, be. Tell, well, let's go on to something all about video games. Netflix passwords. <laughs> well, it's loosely related to video games. Um, but it's kind of relevant to everyone. because Well, not everyone, but... A lot of people have Netflix um, and a lot of people share their Netflix accounts and Netflix are not happy about it. So they are basically making changes um, where essentially you have to log in on a monthly basis to a primary location, i.e. your home with Wi-Fi. Um, And so you, you have to keep logging in every month on that in order to prove that that is you. Okay, we'll do that, and you stop cancelling series well, when exactly. they're popular. Exactly. It's going to be a two-way street. This. Um, and then you can have Netflix on other devices, um, but I think they have to then connect to that same Wi-Fi every now and again. The idea being that if you are using Netflix on your phone, be that to watch or to play games, um, that you can still roam around using it without being on Wi-Fi, but you have to reconnect to the same Wi-Fi as your primary location. Melissa says, what if I don't have Wi-Fi? It's going to be quite hard to stream on Netflix if you don't have the internet. (laughs) Well, there is that. The the box, just the Netflix box with everything on there. Um, Yeah, if you're away from home for a month. I think you get given like seven days, but not a month. So basically then your account would get locked and it's silly. Now, if you scroll down the story, they're not... um, Please... They are not that far. Um, this isn't happening everywhere. Um, this is a test at the moment. Oh no! Can you scroll a bit further? Thank you. 
the changes are only live in Costa Rica for now. Thank you. Um, but Netflix is expected to roll them out globally in the near future. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing good on Netflix anyway. Oh, your device gets locked, not the full account. So there you go. Oh. But basically, they're just making all these changes. I'm sure it's all over the internet. So it's just really irritating if you are a Netflix user. Um, I think I, the only thing I would want to I'd miss on Netflix is The Crown. Even Drive to Survive, it kind of annoys me. I could do without. <gasps> what? Really? Yeah. I mean, I'd happily not watch it, but I'll watch it. It's just, it's very, it's just, it's Hollywoodizing and it, it's bollocks and Will Buxton really annoys me. Yeah, but it's a nice recap of the series. Yeah, but it's often... That got me more into Formula One than watching Formula One. Well, I'm glad that... I'm glad they can watch it again. Yeah, I'm glad that that got you into Formula One. Yeah, here we go. Mm. Anyway, oh, by the way, um, Mary Milda was talking about like uh, apparently they live in a forest, so no Netflix, no Wi-Fi, no Minecraft. Um, are we? Are you going to be talking about a game that requires permanent internet? No connection. What's that? Redfall. Apparently, oh. Redfall. In even Redfall's single player will require. A, an internet, a permanent internet connection. I did not hear that. Where did you read that? Oh, I think it was on a thing called IG, IGN.com. Wow. IGN.com. Shocking. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's interesting. Is it? No. Um, I mean, Redfall, I think it's because Redfall was tempting me a little bit. It's like, it was just the right amount of kind of camp horror. Well, not even horror, but kind of camp zombie killing and it looked kind of fun. And then they do something like this and it's... I mean, it doesn't bother me because I'm always going to have it connected to the internet. I don't take my Xbox out and play it, you know, in the street. But it's just a, a weird thing that they're doing. Well, Microsoft were trying to do that previously. Oh, God, yeah. Do you remember that with the Xbox yeah, One? exactly. For all games. All so games have to be online. They're probably gradually bringing that back. Yeah, it had to be always online and you weren't allowed to play pre-owned games. Shocking. God, that was a mess. Um, Sony PlayStation Plus, your mm, friends. I love, yeah, I love PlayStation Plus. Yeah, you were definitely paid to say that. I am sponsored by PlayStation Plus. Um, so I am a partner. The next month's PlayStation Plus games leaked over the weekend, and they've now been confirmed. And they are Oli Oli World. I know we're getting there. Oli Oli World. Which is absolutely a recommendation. Congratulations from us. to Madame Knees, who uh, won a copy of that in the, in the Discord literally a couple of days ago. Uh, Oli Oli World is brilliant. If you haven't played it, then it's definitely worth playing. Um, Evil Dead, the game, Mafia Definitive Edition. I do want to try that because I, I, the story sound. I just love that setting. Oh. And also Destiny 2 expansion Beyond Light. <gasps> that is That's cool. That's not the new one, is it? No. The new one is Lightfall. Lightfall. Thank you. Knowing that, I'm just remembering. I mean, to be honest, when a Destiny new expansion comes out, the last one may as well be free because it's a bit pointless. I mean, there's a story to it, but nobody really cares about the Destiny story. They just care about, uh, you know, leveling up, getting the points as high as possible. Mm. But also, in part of this uh, announcement, is that Sony is um, stopping its PlayStation Plus collection. So the PlayStation Plus collection were basically 20 games. Um, that you can play on your PS... They're PS4 games that you can play on your PS5 um, if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Um, and it was some really, really good games. Um, so there were loads of PlayStation exclusives. 
It's got the first God of War. It's got Horizon. It's got Bloodborne, The Last Guardian, um, The Last Last of Us Remastered. There's Days Gone. There's Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Monster Hunter World. Like there are some really really good games on there. Like if you have not played any of those, that was a key way of doing it. Um, so you now have until the 9th of May to claim them. And after that, you can still play them as long as you are subscribed. Um, so it just basically, they've just get, had these games as, you know, you've got access to them. So um, you won't have access unless you download them now. Mm. So um, if you're interested, then go get them now. Melum says Bloodborne. Indeed. Uh, Ed will be playing uh, Bloodborne on stream, won't you? I will. In that's, two weeks. That's, that's next on my list. Ooh. Um, a new Tomb Raider game has been announced called oh. Tomb Raider Reloaded, but it is a mobile game. Oh. It's a mobile roguelike um, with Lara going through various different uh, environments based on previous games. Um, it has a slightly odd art style to it. Yeah. Um, but one thing that is cool um, is that Keely Hawes is returning what? as the voice of Lara Croft. What's her surname? Keely Hawes. H A W E S. Okay. Thank you very That's much. Unfortunate name. Um, so she was the voice of Lara in Tomb Raider Legend, Tomb Raider Anniversary, Underworld, um, and others. So she is very much loved in the Tomb Raider community. And so she will be voicing Lara in this game. Um, and that is coming soon um, to mobiles. Hmm. Uh, we mentioned The Sims earlier, or you did. Yeah. Um, there's a big update for The Sims. Um, which is coming in March, I believe, um, and it adds loads of stuff. One big thing is that it's adding an infant update. So at the moment, infants don't really do very much, um, but um, they're going to be including new stuff for young children. What do they um, do? So they'll just be new little interactions. Um, so basically after being a baby, they will then become an infant. Hmm. Um, and... Um, so Sims can pick them up, walk around with them, sit down with them, hand them over to other Sims. Mel says, else. do we need to pay for the update? For the Sims? Mm. Um, I actually don't know. I would imagine it's free because it's part of the base game. Okay. I imagine. Um, there will be customization for the infant Sims as well. And they are also adding a load of other customizations, including binders um, and... Um, medical wearables. And med medical wearables. Um, which is a really nice follow-on from um, them adding non-binary um, representation and new pronouns to the game last year. Um, so if you are a trans player, you can now represent yourself to the full in the game, which is nice. Um, and yeah, so adding like top surgery scars and binders and all this sort of stuff. So it's really, really good news for LGBT Sims players. And uh, disabled as well. Oh, and all those bits are in now. That's not the March update. Apologies. Yeah. Um, they've also given a very small update on the next Sims game, which is known as Project Renee still, um, which they've said will be able to be, be will, will, we will be able to play it. That's a better way of saying it. Uh, both solo and with friends in multiplayer. Um, so there, it's not an MMO, but um, it will have multiplayer in it. Hmm. Which is nice. Um, Final Fantasy XIV. You're a big Ooh, fan. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Um, so the last patch um, update added in the Omega Protocol Ultimate Raid. 
And there's whenever they do these, there's always a race to be world first. Um, like any old raid. By, by teams. And the last one was Dragon Song's Reprise Ultimate last year. Um, but there was this whole kerfuffle with Square sharing videos of it and then afterwards taking them down because they realised that this team were using mods and mods are prohibited in Final Fantasy XIV and Yoshida will come and point at you and say, no, 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 you must not do that. Um, and exactly the same thing has happened with this new one. So there was a Japanese raid team who were the first to defeat the Omega Protocol and um, and since have, have basically had their achievement stripped from them because they were using mods. And Yoshida has um, written a new blog post um, where he says how it's extremely disappointing for him personally to see this commotion. Um, and uh, these people will will lose their accounts. Will so they? So don't use mods. Well, they lose their actual lose their accounts. Um, well, they um, there are countermeasures. Um, Temp- so, oh yeah, he reiterated the penalties for using third party tools such as temporary account suspension or permanent account ban. Although the penalty information is not publicised. Because I, th- I know some people, yeah, they say that third-party tools is strictly prohibited uh, and he's never permitted them. But I know some people, quite a lot of people, like big players, they use hit counters, or what are they called, or DPS counters, so you can see how much damage you're doing. But you can also see all the other people in your party as well. I think a lot of it is just UI tweaks. It's not like cheating. Mm. But I guess in some ways it makes the game a bit easier but they are just very, very, very strict on not wanting you to use mods. Mm. Um, and so they are strictly prohibited. You do not use mods in this game. Um, or Square Enix will find you. Mm. Yoshi P specifically. He will personally come and hunt you down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Also, it means that there are um, spoiler videos going around of the cutscene that happens after that raid. Oh. Um, because people have managed to record it even before it had been completed and have gone round. So watch out for spoilers. Bloody hell, nerds. It's just a video game. Just go and play it. I know. Um, we talked a bit about EA, and I know you're looking forward to Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I am indeed. But it's now been delayed until April. So I think it was meant to come out next month. Mm. Oh, no, 17th of March it was meant to come out. Next month. Um, it is February already. That's true. Uh, next month. But it's now coming out in April. Um, so just a little extra delay in order to hit the studio's quality bar. Um, but they've also... Um, they're also getting rid of Apex Mobile. I heard about and that. some other stuff, which is um, sad news for AI. Are for, they replacing EA. Apex Mobile with anything? Don't think so. They just make normal Apex and then put it on the phone and have like some kind of account linking. Because mm. that's one thing that slightly annoyed me with Apex. Because I would love to be able to play a, a game like that where you can play whatever, a bit like Fortnite, but play it on the go or play it wherever you want. But... You can't on Apex because the like Apex Mobile and Call of Duty Mobile they're completely separate games, so you can't just pick it up and play any way you want. Sad times. Um, Coral Island. Speaking of game updates, um, you liked Coral Island, didn't you? Yeah, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to the game being finished. Indeed. Uh, well, that's not going to be for a while, but there is an update coming in the spring, which is adding bathing suits. And this will happen at certain times of the day uh, or or sort of certain places. So, for instance, if a character is going to the beach or is going to a hot spring or something like that, they will use their bathing suit. Um, so they're adding in new schedules for each of the characters um, to, to, to tweak that. So, um, yeah, you can have hot daddies in little trunks. 
if that's your thing. No. Or some lovely looking bikinis as well. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's nice. Um, they're also adding a tree planting festival um, and they're unlocking the wind gates so that there's a new mining area oh. um, with some new enemies. They're also adding more facial hair options so you can finally have a beard. Good. Which is very important. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's all part of the roadmap that has various things throughout the year, but this is just the first one that's coming. Um, we've already mentioned Power Simulator, which is out today uh, on Switch and PlayStation. Because until now, it's only been Xbox and PC. Oh. Um, but it's out today on those other consoles. Uh, with that is the Tomb Raider DLC that you've already played. But they have also announced there's going to be a Midgar special pack, which is Final Fantasy VII. Um, so they will have the Hardy Daytona, which is Cloud's motorbike. Uh, will, they will have Tifa's Bar, 7th Heaven, um, and the Guard Scorpion, which is the first mm. boss that you encounter. Um, so those will be added. We don't know when yet. 7th Heaven's going to be amazing. That will be very will cool. Will it be based on... Yeah, it'll be based on the new game. Um, yeah, remake. I'm mm. sure. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so we don't know when that's coming yet, um, but hopefully soon. Um, so that's a nice addition. Yeah, what a great game. get us playing it again. Uh, and then last but not least, um, The Last of Us. Um, I enjoyed episode three. Yeah, you did, but you don't like the series. I enjoyed it. You know, The Last of Us. Oh god, Lady V's in the chat's going to kill me. It's just misery porn, though, isn't it? Like it's just, it's just miserable, misery, depression, and sadness kind of thrown at you. Well, I like it. Yeah, I like the I like the story because it kind of ignored the zombies for 90% of the show or 90% of the episode so I enjoyed that it's about love says Helios yeah, this it's also one was. about grief this was about <clears throat> this episode was kind of about yeah love and Ron Swanson I enjoyed it it was it's about human adversity or humans in the face of adversity yeah I don't I, I don't, I'm, I'm totally over zombies I'm sorry anyway well unfortunately you're going to get a series two because uh, The Last of Us has been confirmed to have a series two, um, which presumably will be based on the second game. What about if they want to do a series three? Um, I don't. Well, I th- Lady V's in chat, and she'll probably correct me. I think Neil Druckmann has said that they won't extend the TV show past the games, mm. so the games will come first. Um, whether this second series. Is all of the second game, or whether it's any part of it, I'm not sure. Or maybe it's just the Ellie part, or just the other the person, other bit, the other one. Um, who knows? But basically, it's been incredibly successful, and um, it's sort of no surprise really that they're going to do some more. Yeah, it's. I mean, this episode, the last episode, I don't think I looked at my phone too much. That's saying something. Yeah, that is saying something because you have. A tiny attention span. <laughs> wow. Oh, I wonder where you're going there. I, uh... <laughs> Lady V says part two will be more than one season and they won't go beyond the games. Good. So there you go. That's so good. Yeah. more than last of us to look forward to. Yay. Yeah. I was what's this? It's so hard to watch your different reactions to the same story just because the medium is different. No, I mean the last of us game I enjoyed. I didn't love. It's a solid eight out of ten and the tv series is an eight out of ten but for me a video game i'll play a video game 
not to completion, but I'll play a video game if it's like more than a five. Whereas a TV series, it's got to have a, it's got to be a nine or a ten for me to enjoy. He just hates TV. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just get bored easily. And it's like, oh, do I want to watch a whole another episode? Yes. Or do yes, I want to go? You want to get sucked into that world and immerse yourself. No. Fine. Well, on that wonderfully depressing note. Oh, just, oh you'd like that it. That's the end of the headlines. You'd love it. He <laughs> mm. doesn't hate TV. But keep, keeping up appearances is great. Yeah, give me a sitcom. Give me something like. You just like comedy. That's Parks and Rec. I like comedies and documentaries. Phoenix Nights, now that is a TV show. Right, end the stream. <laughs> what do you think to the casting? I mean, Ron Swanson was amazing in it. I don't know who the other guy was. You said you thought he was a bit predatory. Let's bring out that, because that is an interesting hot take that I think, that you think Ron Swanson's partner was a predator. I didn't say I thought he was a predator. This, 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 I want to hear, I want you to put this hot take well, out no, the Well, no, because it's spoilers for people who haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, uh, cover your ears. Go on. My, okay, my only thinking was that Frank sort of, I just felt there was maybe a slight edge of him imposing himself onto Bill a little bit towards the start and sort of taking advantage of him for his hospitality. Um, and then suddenly they were kissing at the piano. And I didn't get the sense before then of Bill either being gay or questioning his sexuality in any way. Um, and that I just found that maybe predatory is a slightly harsh word for Frank, but manipulative. It maybe it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't quite, it just felt a bit sudden for me and wasn't quite natural. But what I really liked is that for me, it wasn't necessarily, it's not a story about being gay or about sexuality. It's just about people needing comfort and needing other people and not being lonely. And it sort of doesn't matter who the other person is. It doesn't matter. Like it could have been for me, it sort of feels like, you know, it could have been a woman that Bill sort of discovered and it could have been the same thing. Um, I like that it's a gay romance. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think it's just about that human need for companionship and it's not about like labeling sexuality or anything. And I really liked that about it. Hmm. Imposing. Says Fred Lay. Yeah, maybe a bit imposing. Hmm. Oh, to find your life partner in a hole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That is the dream. It's usually the way around. You find your life partner is a hole. Yeah. But yeah, I just found it a little bit sudden. That's all. Well, it was only 85 bloody minutes. They had to do it quickly. <sighs> One day you're going to watch something and not look at your phone every two minutes. Yeah. I'd love for that to happen. Why? Just so that you actually, you know, take it in. Then why? maybe you'd appreciate it more. But why does that matter? It's like when I used to watch TV and I'd look at my phone and my parents would be like, why, why are you looking at your phone? I'm like, what does it matter to you? Not, not like in that way to you, but like, what does it matter? How oh dare. Just, you know, sometimes you you know that there's a scary bit coming up or it's boring and you just get your phone out for oh, two minutes. Oh, you don't want to look at the scary bits. Or the gross bits. No, oh. no, thank you. Oh, you didn't like the scalpel going in. I didn't look at that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I refuse to look at it. Yeah. I watched last episode of Last of Us and watched the phone. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Twitter Twitter's always evolving. It's always, always something new on Twitter. Mm. Mm. 
Right, well, we're going to play some Goldeneye. Oh, wait, Money says, because some people's love language is quality time, and if you're on the phone, it seems like you're not paying attention. Thank you, Money. If you're watching the TV, you're not paying attention. You're watching it together. No, you can't watch something you're together. You're sharing the screen together. No, you're not. You're you sharing are. the sofa, and I'll still share the sofa, watching it on my phone, looking at my phone. Anyway, we're going to play a little bit of Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. um, because I want to relive yeah. my youth and you want to laugh at me. So we're going to do that, but that will be <laughs> the end of the podcast for this week. I say Lady V accidentally called it Goldenrod. I appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dear. Yeah, but that will be... Uh, it'll be awful, I'm sure, because I don't have any nostalgia for it. I will explain it all to you and you'll hate it. Mm, I'll look at my phone. Anyway, Ben, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Biggest Benners everywhere, except on uh, Twitter, and I'm Biggest Benners one on there. So go and give me a follow, because for some reason I've lost like 25 followers in the last week. And I don't oh. know if there's been some kind of bot clear out, or if I posted something that upset everybody. I don't know. I didn't post my opinion about The Last of Us. In fact, actually, I've got a Last of Us. There was a quote in The Last of Us that I really liked, and it was like, I, I like you. Someone's like, I'm old, or... But then they say, I like old. Old means you're still here. And I liked that quote, so I posted it with a picture of Bill and Frank. So it looked like I actually enjoyed it. Nice. Mm. That was nice. Oh, thank you, Lady V. I liked, I liked, but I like that quote not just in the show. I like that quote as a general life quote. It was, there was quite a good love. Tell good us quotes. the quote. Spoiler. Tell us the quote. Tell us the quote. I like old. Old means you're still here or something. Wow, you can't even remember it. It was a good quote. The, the quote's on Twitter. I like that quote. I don't know what it was, but I like the quote. It's a good quote. Ed underscore Knights, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. Um, I'm nearly at 700 followers on Twitch. Oh, do you? Oh, I know. So, um, yeah, if you want to follow... Seven-hour stream? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's not too, uh, <laughs> too hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> ah... Apparently the highest viewing swapping joysticks episode we've ever had, by the way, is your hot take on Persona 4. So we need to do some more hot no, takes. let's not do that. <laughs> let's do a hot takes on... Uh, I'll tell... I will, next week... Can I'll, you have a hot take, please? Next week I'll give you my honest opinion of The Last of Us. Oh, uh, no. Theory, not that. No, I won't, because I won't be watching it. I'll be looking at my phone. All right. Uh, well, go to swappingjoysticks.com if you want to find out uh, or if you want to get all the links for our podcast on all the podcast website apps and players. And also on uh, YouTube, YouTube. Well described. Yeah. Pass the check. Pass right. check. <laughs> Thank you all very much for watching. Stick around for some Golden Eye. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Go and do the thing. Keep swapping. Knobs.